welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Coupo. Uh, before I start out here, uh, I am doing another episode of uh, the Dynamite Dog Wonder. Uh, I think it's the second out of three episodes that the uh, Scooby and Gang cross over with uh, our two heroes. And uh, it was pointed out on uh, one of the Facebook posts um I can't remember if it was on the page or on the Facebook discussion group, but uh, Gary pointed out that uh, I was incorrect. I have one more episode to go uh, in this season. And it's funny that I've been calling it like the Scooby-Doo show for some reason. I thought it was like, I don't know if that is the actual name because it's just a Scooby-Doo slash Dynamut hour or whatnot. I don't think they call it, I don't know if they call it the Scooby-Doo show, but for my purpose, it's the Scooby-Doo show. Um, so, uh, we have one, I have one more episode to record of, of Scooby-Doo of the season that was going on, uh, while these crossovers were happening. And then we'll get into Scooby-Doo's Laugh Olympics, which is technically, as Gary and I kind of figured, uh, it's, it's basically season two of this Scooby-Doo show, but, uh, I'm just counting it as a separate one because I, I honestly, I go by Wikipedia to figure out what seasons and episodes I got to watch. And uh, they have it split up as if it's two different, uh, like, incarnations of the show. I mean, technically, it's season two, but it, it was also completely, well, it was also just refitted uh, into a, a different, uh, for a different, like, time slot and stuff on the, on the, uh, on cable, you know, on the network. But yeah, so here we go with uh, the episode, What Now, Lowbrow. Uh, as I said, this is the second, count it two times, uh, second time in which Scooby-Doo is crossed over with Dynamite. Uh, and one thing I'll say, um, uh, since I've seen Scoob, uh, I find it funny that I've always associated Blue Falcon as, like, the main character when the focus is all on Wonder Dog's antics and and just him. Like, uh, like Blue Falcon is just there just because he's part of the show. You know, he's a side character. I never watched the show as a child, so there's no attachment or nostalgia for me. And if you combine that fact with, with the, with the, the fact that I passed into adulthood with the superhero movies dominating pop culture, it equals to me caring about Blue Falcon and not really caring about Dynamut. And then Scoob flipped that on its head. It made Dynamut the cliche uh, uh, one-liner. He he said a bunch of cliche one-liners. Uh, he was just a, a he was just a, a side character, just one there for jokes kind of. Uh, and then Blue Falcon was the main one, funny one. So. I just found that interesting how it's been flipped now. So we start off with a big city, the center of culture and where IQs are high. Unfortunately, the city's IQ and culture suffer awful lows that drag down the average in the form of a criminal known as Lowbrow, a caveman-like person. His evil plan has me conflicted. He wants to go to college so he can become an educated man and be the crime boss of all crimes. The big kahuna of Hanahuna. But I, I do respect the choice to get a college edu- education to better yourself in one of the best ways. I mean, there's a lot of negatives about the systems we function in that can negate people from the, a good college experience. But it's all relative. I just can't get jiggy with his reasoning behind it. His true purpose. His villainous purpose. Uh, but Lowbrow, he puts on a suit and he struts off to college from his cave home. He arrives at Big City University, and when he goes to the information desk, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it, 
He literally, he literally, he just says, I wanted to go to your college to learn how to be the best at robberies. Bold, brash, but mistaken. Uh, the woman at the desk scoffs and tells him that they don't teach robbery here. And he says, well, no one will stop me from learning how to be the best at robberies. A surprisingly ominous line before the show cuts to a nice beach where Radley... Radley? I do not know Blue Falcon's name. I thought it was... I, I think I said Radley... It, it sounds like Randy... So it sounds like Randy this time. But I think I was saying Radley last time because it sounded like Radley. So last episode was Radley, now it's Randy. So we cut to a nice beach where Randy is chilling at. He's reading a book while Wonder Dog is surfing and he gets into some hijinks, some good old Wonder Dog stuff. Uh, Wonder Dog's falcon flash goes off uh, amidst the hijinks and the two meet at the falcon lair and then they FaceTime that older guy with the accent again. He tells them that Lowbrow is threatening to become the king of crime and he will take whatever he needs from the university to do so and that they need to stop him from doing that. Got it. Will not fail. The two superheroes take off but in the Falcon car and uh, it's mostly in one piece. There's a little bit of uh, some hijinks. Uh, I must say I do like Randy's penthouse a lot. Uh, as they get on their way, Lowbrow breaks into the school library. He avoids window alarms by smashing through a wall with his hit caveman club. I'm pretty sure he still set the window alarms off, but whatever. Uh, it works because no alarms go off. Hmm, I guess I was wrong. Uh, would you look at that? Just as he's exiting the library, Scooby and gang are driving towards the building. They witness the car drive away, and they decide to stop because they see Randy and Dino pull up to the scene. Uh, Randy has the gang get back in the mystery machine, and he helps them track down Lowbrow. As they drive away, Randy attempts to speak to Dog Wonder, only for a bewildered Scooby to reply. So at a red light, Randy yells at Dino for being in the wrong car. Wonder Dog, you're in the wrong car! And then Wonder Dog's like, what? No. N no. He zoops over and he joins uh, Randy and Scooby. Uh, right now, the gang, you know, the, the whole team, the heroes and the Scooby gang, they can't track down the, the car that the caveman was in. Lowbrow, I should say. But Dynamut uses his super snoot, super snout. Super Snoot, uh, Super Nose Snooper. Scooby's in charge of directing, so uh, the Super Snooter uh, tracks him down, and then it sends the, and then Scooby reads that signal, and he's in charge of directing Radney as uh, Rad Randy as Dino sniffs, but uh, it doesn't seem to be going all that well. Uh, Scooby is sending Randy in circles in the middle of the street, and then he actually zoops and zops directly into a department store which it is the roomiest and fanciest department store I have ever heard of. Uh, they cruise through the main floor into an elevator big enough for their car, plus the attendant that's in there. Uh, she's not at all phased by someone just driving into the store and then into the elevator, with a robot dog in tow nonetheless. Randy takes a listen to the super snooter, and it is clearly broken. So it wasn't Scooby's fault after all. Uh, I feel like I kind of accused Scooby earlier, and I'm sorry about that. Sorry, Scooby. Uh, but the elevator attendant, I definitely feel as if there's a word for that job that I'm forgetting or I just don't know, kindly directs them to the sixth floor appliances. The salesman is ready and willing to help Randy. He purchases, Randy purchases, a replacement super snooter, 
uh, which is uh, impressive to have stocked at in the appliances department at the uh, retail department store. And then he borrows a wrench, and he pays for it all, in case you were wondering, with his Blue Falcon credit card. Very nice. Uh, and then they proceed to drive directly out of a hole. Not a hole, but like a... Um, they drive out of a hole in the wall. It's like where a window would be, but there's no window. So they just drive directly out of the sixth floor. Uh, I remember the car can fly, so that's fine. Uh, but Lowbrow is pretty smart for being pretty dumb because he drops Pepper on their trail because they pick him up. They drive out of the hole in the wall, and they pick up the trail, and they're getting and they're uh, chasing Lowbrow down. And as I just said, he, he seems pretty f smart for being pretty dumb because he drops Pepper on the road to make Dog Wonder sneeze the sneeziest sneeze of all sneezes. So Lowbrow gets away. He doesn't seem to understand how exactly formal education works, but he does have the spirit. He's back in the cave and he's attempting to read uh, one book, any book, and he of course is absolutely appalled at the lack of pictures in the books. Uh, who wants to read the book without pictures? As he flips madly through that first book of choice, uh, random choice, he does find pictures. Uh, the one he focuses in on is a picture of a tractor. The caption is, Farmers use big tractors for heavy work. Lowbrow goes over that a couple of times. He really takes it in, really drinks in the knowledge, and then he has an epiphany. If he uses a big tractor, he can pull off a, get this, big robbery. Wow. I was wrong. He is learning already. What an astute caveman type. Okay, uh, quick disclaimer, I failed to finish watching the episode and write the notes, uh, much to my own dismay. Um, I've had a, just one of those real, real busy weeks, um, just kind of get to me. So, from like this moment on, I'm just watching the episode, uh, quote-unquote live as I record this. So, it's gonna be even more awkward. But, uh, here we go. Right after, uh, he figures out he can use... A big tractor for a big robbery, we cut to Big City Warehouse. There's millions of dollars of valuable merchandise inside. It's protected by steel doors, but here comes Lowbrow and his crew, who literally smash through the doors with a, a log on top of the tractor, and then within one second, they turn around, and they have three trailers of merchandise, four trailers of merchandise. They just went in, and within one second, they got everything. So you know what? The books helped. So now at City Hall, uh, Blue Falcon is scolding Blue Falcon for not being able to stop Lowbrow from stealing all the, that merchandise. But Blue Falcon, Randy, does have a plan. So they're going to plant a phony story in tonight's Big City News. We got Scooby... And Shaggy, uh, the gang is peddling off uh, on newspapers that say the university has created a uh, a super brain gadget. It'll get make it give you a super big brain. And Lowbrow obviously takes the bait. He realizes that's what he needs to be the king of the crime. It'll supersize his brain. He'll be smart as heck. And this is an impressive. Good lord, excuse me. Sorry, I just said fish. Wow, so uh, the super brain 
this is an interesting uh, setup here. In a matter of hours, they... Excuse me again, I apologize. In a matter of hours, they they have a... I, I mean, is so they're in like a ballroom, like this the school ballroom, if you want to call it that, like a big auditorium with the stage and everything. And there's like a crowd, a big crowd of people watching the gang present this fake thing. And I wonder, did they trick everybody and just not worry about the consequences of those who figure out it, it's fake and it was a waste of time? Or are they all in on it? Either way, it's just impressive that they organized this within a couple hours. And uh, I would like to say that Shaggy is pretending to be like the head scientist. He's got on a, uh, a dress shirt, a tie. Uh, they all have lab coats on, even Scooby-Doo the dog that's up there on stage with them pretending to be a scientist uh, and shaggy also has a fake uh beard and mustache like full full-on uh furry as heck so it's just and he's doing a german accent i find that funny oh god and here comes uh dynamite dog wonder <sighs> oh they're all doing german accents <laughs> this is cliche and offensive and uh, Dynamite Dog Wonder is the, the decoy in the crowd. Uh, he's, you know, they ask, hey, who, who wants to be smarter? Oh, I cannot do a German accent. Uh, I'm not good at accents. And uh, Dynamite Dog Wonder uh, offers. He's like, oh, I'll be the, the test subject. And he pretends to be even dumber than he normally is. And now the electro super brain... Okay, the plan's easy. Dynamite Dog Wonder pretends to be dumb. He goes up. He does something that's... Uh... I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted watching this while talking. So Dynamite Dog Wonder was supposed to act dumb, and then they put on the Super Brain Gizmo, and he acts smart. And then, as he's acting smart, Lowbrow swings down and snatches it up. So here comes the king of crime. Nope. So now, with Lowbrow swinging around on ropes with the super brain in, hound, in hand, Randy is chasing him. So they're both swinging around the auditorium dangerously with a lot of people below them. Not the greatest situation I've seen. And now Dynamite Dog Wonder is going to try and help. Oh, look at that. Dynamite tries to help, and he accidentally catches Randy in the cage. So Lowbrow just gets away. Just straight up. Easy. Good plan, honestly. But I feel like this is going to backfire because they're going to... Uh, it's going to be... I forget the psychological effect, but you know when you uh, you just like think something into reality? Uh, uh, lowbrow is gonna keep thinking like this is gonna make me smarter and it won't physically actually make him smarter but uh, he's he's gonna think he is so it's actually gonna work you know <laughs> but yeah so he hasn't put on the, the super brain yet but the gang splits up we got Scooby Shaggy and Wonder Dog searching for lowbrow in one area and then uh, Randy and the older kids are searching for him in another so Wonder Dog, Scooby, and Shaggy find Lowbrow. They find him. They sniff him out, including Shaggy. He was sniffing. And he runs into a room and locks the door. So here comes Wonder Dog about to smash this door down. He put a rocket comes out of his back, and he shoots straight through. 
and uh, he goes into a ballet room. So here we have some hijinks. Wonder Dog is uh, doing ballet with the ballet dancers. Lowbrow's obviously not in there. Or is... Yeah, okay, so they just were in the wrong room. Oh, and then here comes Randy out of nowhere saying, Quick, Lowbrow just ran into the gymnasium. So here they are. Lowbrow and his two henchmen with Randy and Wonder Dog standing both directly in the middle of this huge gymnasium. And Randy's like, hey, we got you. You can't get away. And Lowbrow says, not if you can't catch me. And then he just runs off. That was the easiest getaway I've ever seen. Okay, Wonder Dog messes up again. He allows Lowbrow to get away because he, he goes... He messes up and he takes the gang off their feet, which allows Lowbrow to just keep running away. Oh, man. And now Lowbrow has them trapped in a net. Okay, so Lowbrow is... Actually, he's smart. Like, so the gang is all caught up in a heap on the floor, and uh, Lowbrow throws a net on them, which is very, you know, ironic. It's normally the opposite way. And uh, the net has a rope attached going up a ramp, and the rope is attached to a piece of granite. So if the gang decides to pull or twitch too much, it's going to pull the granite down upon them. And it's not just a boulder. He didn't say this boulder will fall on you. He said this block of granite will fall on you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm watching. <laughs> so they're trapped in the net. Jesus. And Dynamite Dog Wonder uses his hand that can stretch an incredibly long way. He stretches it all the way to a deli in which he buys a block of cheese. I'm sorry, this is so... I'm... Uh, so, Randy's plan to get out of there was to get some cheese, have Dog Wonder stretch his hand all the way to the deli and purchase some cheese, and then he holds the cheese, he rubs... Randy rubs cheese on the net around them, so a mouse in the gym catches a whiff of the cheese and then it bites through the net.
and it works. So the I'm this is I don't know why this episode is like getting to me all of a sudden. I wasn't having trouble with it when I was watching it before, but now it is just getting to me. So the mouse gets them out of the net, and now they're flying around looking for Lowbrow. But Lowbrow has figured out that the brain, the super brain, is a fake. It doesn't actually work. Uh, he he uh, he puts it on and he's like, yeah, ask me a uh, a tough question. And one of his henchmen says three plus five, and he's like, well, don't make it too hard. I got to work up to it. And they ask two plus two, and uh, he can't do it. So he realizes it's a fake, and uh, he asks for. He's like, I'll just use the books. I don't need this super brain thing. Give me another book. Uh, so he opens a book and boom, ski jumping. That's the picture that he sees, and he says, okay, like. So I have no clue what's going to happen. I have no clue what's going to happen. But he's going to do something with ski jumping. So Big City Mint. Okay. Yep, there we go. So Big City Mint, where they keep all the money. Uh, there's a three-mile hill directly to the right side of it. So uh, Lowbrow just uh, uses a big, giant boulder, and he it flips it down the hill, and it goes rolling down, and his goal is to have it smashed through the wall. But as it goes down the hill, Dynamite Dog Wonder and Randy show up. Well, by the way, the older kids, well, by the way, the whole Scooby gang is going to get the mayor and the chief of police. Okay, so Dynamite Dog Wonder attempt, initially attempts to stop the boulder, and it goes horribly. He just gets crushed and rolled over. But Randy comes up with a good idea again. He... Uh, activates Dog Wonder's uh, uh, jack jackhammer limbs, and he smashes the the he smashes the boulder. So they stop the boulder. Good job, Randy. No thanks to Dynamite Dog Wonder. Well, he helped this time. He just messes up a lot. So now Lowbrow is gonna try and use uh, physical violence to attack Randy. But so he literally rips a tree out of the earth, like a full gone tree right out of the earth. And he's going to attempt to smash, like hit Randy with it. But Randy uses his flying falcon feet to grab the tree. So, uh, and then the henchmen, Lowbrow's henchmen, they try to just drive away. They try to speed away in their car, but Dog Wonder stops them. Uh, finally, you can tell the episode is going to, is about to end when Dog Wonder stops messing up. So Lowbrow goes, he climbs up to the top of a building, uh, and he, uh, he starts like, um, he comes up to the top of a building, he's like, you haven't caught me yet, and R Randy, uh, uses Dog Wonder to fly around, fly up to the building, instead of getting the Falcon car, he uses Dog Wonder to fly up to the top of the building, and, uh, Lowbrow keeps trying to grab him, it was very clearly an homage to King Kong, he was, like, grabbing at him and missing him, like, like in the original 1933 with the planes, uh, and, but, you know, they do catch him, they catch him immediately, uh, Randy uses a, uh, 
Randy uses a uh, uh, a balloon. Uses a balloon like a what did he call it? Like it's like a, a delayed timing balloon. He throws down a very small balloon, and Caveman grabs it, and he's like, "Huh." He just kind of looks at it, and then it inflates, and it carries him directly over to the state prison where he drops in. So overall, I mean, so that's it for this episode. Uh, I'm sorry, and it gets weird when I don't have notes, but uh, I just think this was a weird episode, honestly. Uh, it just it just hit a weird pivot right in the middle of the episode, but it is what it is. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your patience. Uh, I do, like I said, I have one more episode of this season of Scooby-Doo to do as uh, Scooby-Doo to do, as well as one more of these uh, uh, Blue Falcon Dynamite Dog Wonder episodes to record. And then we'll be moving on to Scooby-Doo's Lap Olympics. So let's look forward to all of that. Thank you guys again for listening. Thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his music, Night Surfing, for the theme song. And stay groovy. And remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs>